Okay, there's one copy on the table of the Divayam in which I hope to get to. Uh, left off from last week, uh, Yaakov was asking at the end of the year about the Plishti city of Gath. We were discussing whether or not you had to be in Chutzlaris to be in the city. We mentioned Yisakavinu. There might be a chilik. He, he had the Kaft of that Gath is similar to Ramla today, not Ramallah. Both of which, by the way, would be pretty close to central uh, Israel today. Uh, which is not a Shaila of Chumasamaisis, but in Chumish Gror might have been deeper in. And the Shaila is how far into the Gaza Strip was it? Then the further you get, the more of a Shaila it is, which would uh, be the general question by Yitzhakavinu. He went there and Hashem said, Don't go to Mitzrayim, you're an Ulitamima. So does that mean where he was standing was Eritisral, or was it a greater Eritisral, which is still not Chusler? That was the Shaila we left open. But Gaz might be. Uh, might be closer in, in which case it doesn't have a din of, uh, of chutzlaritz at all. Uh, we left off, I was trying to give a general overview for the accomplishments in the godless of Yehoyada. And Yehoyada, as we have learned in the last few weeks, was the Kain Gadol, the Gadol Adar, made the revolution, got rid of Avodazar, got rid of Asalia, and saved Yayash and brought him up. And that's all good news. And uh, he is despite the fact not a household name, unless you're in the Biznabi Shira learning it yourself, uh, you see that he bridged the gap. We mentioned last week that uh, Yoyada was very related to Benayo Ben Yoyada, and it's ironic that his father started the, uh, was there when they started the Binyan Abayas, and basically propped up Malchus Beis David by helping Shlomo become king. And then we have a um, century plus later, where the kingdom is falling apart, and Yoyada pulls it back together. And I was about to read a Medjish Rabbah, which I uh, just listened to, I don't have a copy of it here. It's just a short uh, clip from the things that were showed, shown to other mission when he was still a Golem. He was shown history ahead of time, and anybody mentioned in this Medjish is the who's who of uh, Jewish and world history. And uh, you have to really be somebody to get on. And Yoyad does on. Adsha, Adam Rishon, Mutal, Gailam, Herala, Kajbarcho, called Sadik Vitzadik. Starts, uh, no doubt, with Nayach, uh, Avram. We're going to skip to Davar Melch. The David, Meyasid, Abayas. Meyasid. He set all the supplies, he laid the foundation. La Shlomo, Baneo. La Asalia, they're seen in this long tunnel view of history. Not history yet, the future history. Uh, Vasalia basically taking it apart. She didn't bulldoze the whole thing because she wouldn't remain queen. Uh, as crazy as she was, she didn't do that, but she um, raided it and took every masmaris azov, every uh, nut, bolt, and nail that was gold. She helped herself. So basically, we understand why when Yoesh takes over and Yoyada uh, start planning, charting a course, they notice that the Besamitish is in disrepair. It's because under the regime of Vasalia, she couldn't care less, and all the money went to the Besamitish, and on top of that, they helped themselves. And then the next line, Yoyada Misaken. So here we have, from these two lines, 100 plus years, from uh, David building it, uh, setting it down, Shlomo building it, Asali almost destroying it, and Yayada 
saving the day. And because of that, the, uh, we'll go to the Pesukim of Divriyam in a moment, uh, he is recognized as a person who not only led Klai Yisrael for many years, he's nifted 130, he actually bridged the gap, held together Malchus Beis David, put together the Beis Amitish again. And one thing I want to highlight is, because you're going to finish the Perak and Divriyam before we start discussing how Yerush went off so bad, uh, what did he accomplish if at the end of the day Yayash goes off and his children are further off? Then is it that Yayada's work was undone? And this is a common theme you see, especially in Navi, and it looks kind of depressing. Here we have such incredible accomplishments, and he was nice and effish, and uh, he lived to a ripe old age, and look what he accomplished, and then it's all undone, so then uh, it's all erased. So, two things you have to keep in mind. One is nothing's erased in Elam Habba. Hashem marks everything down, and he gets the full schar, which is obviously uh, the main thing to keep in mind and quite comforting. The second part, uh, I want to point out even uh, a better silver lining, not better than Olam Haba, but it's better in terms of just following the storyline. Even in this world, if you work and you accomplish, and then some Russia comes along and tries to undo it, Often what you did was you got the person or people you were working with from point A to point B. You got them over the hump, so to speak. And even if it's a lot of damage afterwards, you were still there to get them over the hump. And had you not been there to bridge the gap, it wouldn't have made it. There wouldn't be anything. I think that's especially apropos over here. Yes, Yayash will end up undoing much of what was done. How, we'll have to figure out. Why, why and how. But he's going to do a lot of damage. Lamaisa Asalia was worse, and had Yayada not stood up for what was right and uh, made that revolution, and Bemetsa Nefesh, when you, uh, when you have a successful coup, it's, it's always very dangerous, and if you don't win, everybody's going to be dead. Uh, there's, no, there's no middle ground. You can't have a revolution and say, okay, this is not working, let's go home. That, um, that happens rarely. Usually uh, the pushback is everybody's uh, slaughtered. And he did it with great mysterious nefesh, spent his whole life on this, learned it from his parents and grandparents, and Lamaisa, this medrash gives you the long view of history, and that is, he's the one who got the base of Mikdash over the hump. And you'll say, well, it was destroyed anyway, what difference does it make? The answer is, it makes a big difference if the base is standing another day, another month, another year, another hundred years, that's a big difference. So even if you're here just to push it along, schlep it along, and it's not going so well, but you were here to help it along, that's great. And you did your job. And that's what Yayada did. Yes? So Eliyahu, didn't realize this fact that when Har Carmel seemed to get undone. That's a great example, by the way, and that's even harsher in terms of the circumstances, and that's why Eliyahu and Avi, um, we fully understand why he started uh, having some yish, because uh, Har Carmel was, uh, he really went out on a limb. He did shchutichutz, which is an iser curries usually. He made a harashah. got all of Kali Yisrael together, and everybody said, Hashem Elohim, Pe'echad, and they slaughtered all the Navi Baal, and the Baal, and the next day, not the next month, not the next year, the next day, Zevel felt she had enough strength to warn him to get out of town or else I'm going to kill you, and he took it seriously. He wasn't scared of anybody. He knew that she had the people still behind her. That was the next day. So the way he was looking at it, I didn't really do anything. Now, Klape Shemaya, you happen to be right, but that's our 2020 hindsight that enough people said, Hashem Olakim, that even if 99% the next morning wore off, you got enough people, Shlume Amuni Yisrael, that it kept the Aserah Shvatim going for another X amount of years. And that's Choshev. 
So yes, it can be, this is an important uh, thing to keep in mind for our Vedas Hashem. You do and you do and you're doing chetz and stock, you're trying to be Marbet's Teirah, you're Rebbe in Yeshiva, you're trying to do Kira, whatever you're doing. And sometimes it looks like, okay, I just had another year, like, uh, where are we going with this? And it says, whatever, hopefully you accomplish a lot. But even if it looks like you accomplished a little, uh, if you manage to get somebody to, from point A to point B, even though you're trying to get them to point D, you accomplished a lot. And uh, the Eight Sahara, his main weapon, again, against from people, he's not going to tell us to do Beferish Averis, he's not going to, but he'll try to minimize what we're doing in order to get us in the Yish mode. So, ah, you're not really accomplishing so much. Oh, look what did, and you tried, and you worked in it, and the whole thing fell apart. And, uh, so ignore it. As soon as you hear that, you know exactly where it's coming from. Just promptly ignore it. Because it, uh, I, I tell people, people are ready to do them. What difference does it make? You know, the, the single love is trying to get married, is just getting older. The fact that you gave them a date that had a week or two where they were excited and they didn't, the worst thing is to stand by the phone and it doesn't ring. That's the worst. So even if it didn't work out, you gave them a boost for a couple of weeks and said, get them to the next point. That's also, of course, you want to accomplish your goal. But um, one fellow told me recently, business was very poor. I said, uh, how slow? He said, very slow. I said, how slow is very slow? He said, well, you know you're in bad shape where for weeks on end you stare at the phone and you're screaming at it, ring! So I said, no. I met him a little while later. Did it ring? He said, yeah, it rang. And one guy was calling, he wants some money. <laughs> so I said, is that better or worse? He said, you know what? It rang. <laughs> That's already, <laughs> well, depends what you stand next to in life. So it rang. So at least it's, it's some action. So uh, sometimes even that uh, small amount will give somebody, uh, I asked him if he paid him, he said, no, I don't have any money. Said, but at least it rang. Somebody noticed me. That's also something. So uh, Yoyada, when the curtains uh, close over here, in the, the sands of time, he got Clay's role from point A to point B, and he got the full sky and Elam I'm preparing you because what we're going to, now Chazra and Divrayamim in more graphic details is uh, a little depressing. So, as is most of Malachim Bays, because you all know, by the way, in the next uh, couple of years and this year, you know we're spiraling toward Horbin. I, I don't want to break the news to anybody, maybe I shouldn't get you depressed, but you see, we're going to have ups and downs. We have a few more upticks, but you're going to wonder at the end, okay, you know, we could have done this two years ago and just told you there's a Horbin. I'm telling you now, there's going to be a Horbin. Um, I'm also telling you there's going to be a Binyan Bayashlishi. And part of the uh, reason Klaiso is still here is because uh, despite the Chorban, there will be enough good people surviving that they will give birth to children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And we're going to be sitting here learning about the Chorban and learning about the mistakes. And with that, we're going to be zeichet to a binyan by So um, in case I'm accused of being too much of an optimist, how can you take what's going on over here? Wait till I get the Tzitkiyo Amela. I'm going to have to find a silver lining over there also. But we will find it. And uh, even though it's depressing, but um, I'm taking my cue from Chazal. On Tisha B'av, as we speak about every Tisha B'av, we start singing the last kena, and we start standing up, and we start, uh, after Chazal, you would think the Mashiach came, and after, after Chazal the next day, they're blowing the whistles in camp, you think, uh, for sure we built the bias. We're very optimistic people. If we weren't, we wouldn't be here. So uh, there, is a, there is a point in plugging, because you are moving things forward, even though you don't get uh, immediate results. On that positive note, let's go to the Divrei Yamim. going to be a quick chazar with some added details of what we saw in Malachim. Uh, we're going to be making a heavier and heavier use of Divrei Yamim for the rest of Malachim Bays because it has to be explained why each time, what Yirmiya Navi chose to put in Malachim and what Ezra chose to put in Divrei Yamim. There's a reason behind everything, but we need both. They're parallel stories, and we often need both to 
understand uh, what the details are and what was left out. Uh, go to page one, Pasuk Yud Beis. V'yidneu ha-melech ya-yada v'yayada as Aisya melachas avedis beis Hashem. This is when things are still good. And the melech is on course because his rebbe and uncle is still alive. Both the same person. Ya-yada. Yusechem chaitzvim charashim chadish beis Hashem v'gam l'charshi barzal m'cheshit l'chazik is beis Hashem. And they hired all the artisans. V'yasu Aisya melacha v'atala ruchel ha-melacha v'yadam v'yamidu es beis al-akim al maskun toy. And they accomplished. First time it didn't get going, and you know, the Melech uh, took them to task, as we mentioned. He also screamed at Yehoyada, which is bizarre and a tremendous chutzpah. And we'll, we'll get back to trying to explain where that came from. That was when he's still alive. And at Tzaddik that he was, he just wanted to get the job done. He didn't say a thing. He just said, I'm absolutely, we're going to build a pushka, and we're going to get it going. And they got it going, and they funded it, and they built, and uh, they did the Shiputzim. And they were Machazik, and it was Gavaldik. Not only that, but they had leftovers. Uh, campaign. Building campaigns is usually more successful than funding the electricity as you go on. In case anybody is a, an executive director over here. And um, here with phenomenal people were enthusiastic and they really did chuva and they wanted uh, to look beautiful. They had leftover money, and then they used it. Originally they said, none of this money will go for utensils, just for the actual structure. Now they left over, and they need a new kalim, because I'm sure Asalia and her henchmen helped themselves to some of the gold and silver over here as well. And they brought back the tamid, as we saw in the Radak. The tamid was... Uh, uh, patchy at best, and uh, Asalia didn't officially come in and vattle it, but basically there wasn't enough funding, they didn't have a tummit every day, which sort of undoes what a tummit is. A tummit means every single day. Baruch Hashem now, the tummit was uh, brought back, and they never missed. Kol Yehoyadam. That's already a, a uh, gloomy statement, because that's the deed to be made is after Yehoyadam, when he goes off, it's not going to be uh, as consistent. Vayiskan Yehoyadam, vayispa yomim, a rare number to hit in these days. Now I'm talking about our days. That's very rare, even in those days. Again, notice, it's not too common. As a matter of fact, I don't know of any other cases where they buried a commoner in the king's tombs. And that is due to his godless of pulling the malucha together. And the Pasuk spells out, Ki also tovim Yisrael. He saved Klai got them to do tshuva, got rid of Asalia. Emel Kim Ubeisai, he got the Aveda going, and he fixed up the Beis HaMikdash. And because he's the glue that held Malchus Beis Dava together, he was buried there, which is uh, very unique. Achrei Maisya Yada Bo Sarei. Next page, Yehuda Vishtach Vilamelech, as Rashi quoted, and the Radak. We'll soon explain that they started working on the Melech before, and this didn't happen in a day. I'm convinced the first time they compared him to a god, he had them all either flogged or he threatened to flog them, and he screamed at them because he was a normal person. He's like, kind of crazy. They said, you're a god, you're in the Kajagadashim, and you survived, and the Kajagadashim can't go there for more than five minutes. But you say it enough times, people start believing it, especially when it's covered. Oz Shama, Oz meaning uh, they kept doing it, and then he started listening. Oz Shama Melech and as a result, Yazu is Beis Hashem, Elokei, Avosehem, the Yavdu is Hashem, Vesatsavme, they started, degenerated into real Avodazar. 
Here's a, here's a man who was raised in the, above the Kedusha Kedushim. And there was great anger in Shemayim. And the Einish came to wake them up. First he sent, uh, Hashem sent Nevi'im. They didn't listen. And uh, they didn't kill them either. And then uh, there was one great Navi who figured, wrong, unfortunately, but figured that he's going to be more stark and give him real muscle and give it to him over the head. And he's protected because he's Chaya ben Yoyada. They're not going to touch me. I'm related to the king. He's also a son-in-law and he's a cousin and he's a Navi and he's um, either, I don't know if he was Kain Gadol, but he was certainly up there at Yichus and he had power and he was the son of Yoyada. Everybody knew who Yoyada was. He just died. So he figured, you better say it as it is and uh, not worry about the consequences. Unfortunately, he was not correct in that assessment. That's a key line here. People should listen to Musa, Lama, Avram, Amitzvah, Hashem, period. Like, you're going to go to Gehenna, you're not going to go to Elam Haba. He's reminding them, by the way, your Gashmiistic physical presence over here, the security of your kingdom, depends on your performance. He had tremendous power. He was depending on this. Rashi, Rashi's going to bring it down again. Ma'ala'am is not just the soapbox standing looking over the people, which figuratively, uh, Rashi's going to explain it means he... You know, he was it. Yeah, I don't know if he's Khan Gadol, by the way. It doesn't say before, but he was the son of Khan Gadol, and he should have been the son of Khan Gadol. But even if he wasn't, he was, he was the most well-known person. And he was an Avi. He's saying, it's Hashem. He's not... Now, Rashi is going to explain why he thought he would get away with it, and he didn't think he was in danger. Uh, take a look at Rashi and Chav. Me'alam, gavoy mekalam, k'day lashmiya k'ayloi. Pashup shot. Stood in a soapbox. U'be'echa rabasi derish... Yeah, I don't know why they only had soapboxes. Why nothing else in the ancient world came in boxes? I don't know where that expression comes from, come to think of it. Every expression now, once I start a chukah, say I'm a suspect. But he stood up on a box. He stood up on a platform. Uh, somebody will tell me afterwards where that comes from. Gavaya means he knew he was high up. They were, but the Nevi'im, I don't know how much soap, bar soap they had at the time of the Nevi'im. They had burras. The Gemara says they had the, the, the Nevi'im, the ones that stood on soapboxes. You had charlatans in the 1800s that pretended they were Nevi'im, maybe, but I, I don't know exactly. Whatever. But he stood on a platform. Rashi avoids every title Kain Gadol he avoids. That's why I'm, I'm wondering why he wasn't Kain Gadol if he wasn't. And he gave his Musr on Yom Kippur. You couldn't get such a horrible scenario what about was about to happen. Um, you would think that um, he'd be protected and they'd have covered and he'd have a curse type to Yayada and the king wouldn't allow him to be killed in action. And it's Yom Kippur. And his blood was still boiling when the Chorban came. Hashem, Hashem never forgets anything, Kaviachal, but uh, this was an Avera that topped everything else. You don't want to do tshuva, don't do tshuva. You don't like the Navi says, so go home and put uh, plugs in your ear. Don't do that. But if you do that, don't, don't murder him. Don't murder him in the Azar. And the irony of irony is that here's a man, Yayash, who allowed this. He didn't necessarily shoot him himself, but he knew what his men were up to, and he gave the go-ahead. Or he turned the other way. And what his uncle and Rebbe and Savior didn't do to the biggest Rishant in history 
Asalia. He told them when they arrested her, take her out of the Azar. Don't kill her in the Azar. Kill her 10 minutes later. He had enough respect for the... And here's the, here's the king who grew up in the Azara. And he had no problem that the Novi, who was speaking to the Dvar Hashem, was killed in the Azara in cold blood. Again, we have yet to explain how such a change can happen. Yes, Elliot. So the language of Pesukim, uh, Yazhu, it's they, they, they. How do we know that Yom it seems to be referring to everyone? Well, the, the lead-off uh, sentence before Pesach Yilches is, Az Shama HaMelech Haleim. That's the beginning of the end. They started bowing down to him, claiming he was a god. And Oz Shama Melchalayim, as they started seeping in, he started believing it. And once he started believing it, he became a god. He became a god. He didn't object to bringing other gods in. It doesn't mean he brought in every foreign of Odazara, but he didn't stop it. And he was, uh, the Pasuk seems to indicate, he was part of the effort. And he allowed him to be killed. Again, whether he stabbed him, probably not. Uh, but his men came, and he didn't uh, stop them. Yeah. He says that they did it based on his... his yeah, of course. Uh, I, don't know, so I don't know if that means that uh, they sort of told him and he looked the other way and he didn't stop them, or he told them good idea, whatever he winked. The, the mitzvah Yeah, so I don't, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if mitzvah Melch means he told them, go get him, or mitzvah Melch means when they said, Your Highness, this man's a Baal Chutzpah, and he's telling us off, and the king said, Yeah, so do what you think you should do. Uh, mitzvah Melch can be learned in way. It doesn't make a difference, because if he didn't tell them no, that's telling them yes. We don't give him such a lima schus, unfortunately, in this case. And again, he was, I, I just was in the middle of explaining, over here is a warning. Not only is this bad for your ruchni, it's bad for the kingdom. Because they want a high enough madrega, even the assessor shvatim, that Hashem didn't wait that long. And as soon as they started going off, Hashem sent the enemy to come attack. So he says, this is not even good for the economic stuff, it's not even good for the military. Forget, forget Yelam Haba. Yes? Do we understand on the other side of this? So it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting you ask that. I saw one before. I don't necessarily hold this as mukhuch, but I think it's an interesting point. So I'll mention it based on your question, because I saw one before. I bothered by this. Some say this chazal and echa, darshaning me'al am is not the Pasha Pesach, he's standing on a platform. He means am he's depending on his yichus and his godless, as a veiled criticism. That he was almost on his madrega, a little bit of gaiva. It wasn't about gaiva, it was a navi, it couldn't have been about gaiva. But to come a navi, by the way, I'll remind you, you gotta go through the whole Messiah Sasharm and live the whole Messiah Sasharm. This describes the, the path to Ruch HaKedish. That means you had to have internalized everything. So uh, it wasn't about gaiva, but perhaps on his madrega, he should have said what he said. The other Navim also said it. Maybe a little stark, and they said that maybe it'll work, but not to the extent because he was tempting their fate and their, their temper. And he should have known he was almost like a Gedalim and Achikim. He should have known he was dealing with that they had the capability of killing him and they had the Yitzhahara to do so. Gedalim and Achikim had the same mistake. That wasn't Gaiva, that was almost misplaced on Ivus, that he was depending on, he heard Lashon Hara, and he said, yeah, they're not going to do that. And they did. So, but we don't find it, by Gedalim, we find the criticism of Eirish. He was told they're plotting against him. Over here, he just said, they're not going to come near me. They're going to, they, might, they might throw tomatoes. They might not like what I'm doing. But I saw one of hers that did say that it was a, it was a shtickle taina. Uh, the push-up shot, to answer your question, if you don't hold like that shot, I'm not convinced the shot. I think it's a little bit of a chiddish, but you, know, you could read it into the medrash. The uh, push-up shot is, is that there were great, great Nevi'im who were killed in the line of duty, like Yeshaya, which is why we don't, the many Yisraels, we we don't have, we have Shayas and we have this and we spell it Chaser and we don't, we don't even, we're not even sure we want to use the name even though he's from the greatest Nevi'im because he was killed in a horrible way in action by his grandson in a tree as he was sowing through the tree. I mean, that, I don't know which one's worse. 
But so you say, why did you shine the wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. He was most in Eretz There's a special place in Olam Haba, which would have been a special place for him anyway, for people who died on Kiddush Hashem. So I don't know if you need the veiled criticism, but there is a there is a mahalach like that. Yes. Well, Aaron, much earlier, he, he saw the situation and realized that if he, if he would, as a coin and a nubby, That's very interesting. You say that you're saying uh, that Aaron Akayin saw that, which Rashi brings down. He saw they killed Chur by Yar, and he decided that if they kill me, there's not going to be any kapara. They're going to kill Akayin and a navi, which is what happened over here, and there's not going to be any kapara. So you're assuming in your question that that was the right decision. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not making the decision. I, I'm not sure Lamaisa when Nadavavi were killed, which was an Einish, is that because sometimes in life you make the right decision, there's collateral damage anyway, which is a hard concept to understand, but the concept is true. Or that it was an Einish, but since he did it completely Shem Shamayim, he was punished anyway, but he didn't lose his Olam Habba. Moshe Rabbeinu seems to say in the conversation with Aaron Akayan, what'd you do? Why'd you do it? And Aaron said, the people were out of control. I tried to save them. I delayed. I hope you were coming down and you didn't get here on time. I tried. He didn't say, I saw Hor was killed and therefore um, I acted. He might have said that. We don't know the whole conversation. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's incorrect, but I, at the end of the day, Chazal don't tell us clearly that he was right or wrong. It's possible that he underestimated the godless of the people and they were going to kill Hor, but they weren't going to kill him. And had he pushed back, they wouldn't have killed him. We're never going to know because he gave in. Right, I'm saying, now that's an example where it could have been the right decision, but there's collateral damage anyway, which is, we've spoken about Shir Bifnatzma, but, but I'm not even sure that this was the right decision. It could be Moshe Rabbeinu held. No, I'm suggesting a possibility that had he pushed back, they would not have dared to touch him, and they would have backed down. He wasn't sure, but he wasn't ironed. So that's, I'm just throwing out the possibility and it could be Moshe Rabbeinu held like that. That's a good question. We, I, I don't think anybody has a yes or a no on that. Uh, that's an important question. When, uh, yes, but Moshe Rabbeinu also did. And that's the Shaila. You know, that different drachim. Marcia Hendra says, you know, Sharon Din, Aaron was always the, we would say, Lahab Dalal Faldal is good cop, bad cop. Aaron was always the able, to, he was able to do what he did because Moshe Rabbeinu was doing what he did. It was almost like, uh, I'm going to be the right Dave Shalom and I'm always going to be, you know, stroking everybody's feelings and uh, what you need. And then you need a Moshe Rabbeinu. You got to do both. And sometimes it's in one leader and he's got to do both. So it's unclear over here whether Moshe Rabbeinu understood why he did what he did. Was that necessary or not? And that's uh, in Kirov, this is all Kirov, this is a daily decision. How hard, how not, you push too hard, you don't push too hard. There's no perfect balance. And as I mentioned, and I will be speaking about a lot, and I keep it up, Amshir, and in a few weeks from now, uh, there's no exact balance, and you have to mechab your parents anyway, even if they didn't always get it right. Because the Torah, when it says keep it up, is talking to humans, and humans are not perfect, the parents are not perfect. There's no way. Aaron Akain can't know what the decision was. We don't even know Achramaisa what the decision was right. It's impossible. You try your best. And it's, it's impossible to know. It's, um, anyway, he was killed, and uh, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back with Yayush. Clearly, he does a lot of horrible things. He brings back a Vodazar, he goes over there, but he kills, or he has Zachariah killed. And because of that, he will be killed with the Kanegan Mida. It's similar to Achav. Achav had a lot of also, and he was 50 50, and in Shemayim, the straw that brought the camel's back was his murder, which he didn't do directly either. Ezevel did it, if you remember. 
And he sort of found out that novice is going to be framed and killed, and he didn't object. So then he's an accomplice to the murder. And I have a feeling that's what happened over here. The question of the word Sivu, was it direct or not? I, I don't even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was still the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. A murder, the, the Chazal say, that uh, when a person is killed, it's a movish leichaliskin. So all the other things, you could do true for Vodazara. You could do true for murder also, but you can't bring the guy back. And that's a problem. You can do true for anything. We kill a murderer, and before we give Mises Basin, we tell him why we're killing him, and we ask him to do true for But it's a kitru, because that you can't undo. Chaytiyah Machti is also a kitru you can't undo, because if you did a Vodazar, you can undo your Vodazar. You can't undo everybody else's Vodazar. That was Manasha's problem. He did Shuva, and he sort of couldn't undo the damage he himself did for years. It sounds like he made himself into a god. And it got... Yeah, but after the first five times, and he said, cut it out, cut it out, he stopped saying cut it out, and he said, yeah, what, what, you want to expand on that concept? You know, covet is a dangerous thing, and it can go from bad to worse. Yes? Is it possible that the idea of, of, of the, we contrasted Yoyada waiting for Asaliya to leave, whereas Yosh didn't, the fact that Yosh was raised in the Kodesh 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 had an effect on how... Interesting. The, possible. Everybody telling him about how great he was that he I mean, sometimes you get too used to it. That's our problem in shuls. We, the good news is, if you dive in a, in a base medrash, which is also a base kanesa, or a base kanesa, which is also a base medrash, it's kavaldic, because then you're, you're diving in a mokum where you're learning. The Mara says, that's, that's great. There's oh, a half meaning. You can even dive in where you learn, even missing a meaning. We don't hold like that. But if you get both. So today, we spoke about this in the shir with the shuls. Uh, to recently, even Washington Heights. But the, the old-style shul in, in Europe, they had a shul. You had a sitter and a chumash, and that was it. You couldn't find, uh, couldn't find a medrash rabba. If you, uh, if you were searching. And then they had a best measure where they learned. Why would somebody do that? Making two buildings instead of one. Why do we figure everything out so well and we, we merged everything, we're saving money? What, 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 what do we know they didn't know? The answer is, is a great concern for Kedushas, basically, this is the awe you have for a shul. If you do nothing there, but dive in, no cool, it's built as a shul, you can't schmooze, you can't drink coffee, nothing. And it helped out with the Kedushas, basically, this Lamaisa, why it changed, or whatever. I have some theories, but now we have the Maila, the good news is the Maila that our shul is also a best medrash. We learn here, we give Shirem over here, and that adds Kedusha. Bad news is we treat it like a best medrash, or worse, and we're in there all the time, so a lot of people take the heter that they have, and these are Tehran brought down. If you're in a best medrash, you have one minute to see Cheshulin, you have to, instead of leaving, it's because Bittu you go out, and then you might get stuck, and you'll come back in, so we have certain cools. The problem is, if you're in the base medrash, which is your shul for an hour, for a shir, for an hour to learn, you don't have any of those coolers. You still have a cooler, you can drink a coffee, you can, you know, we allow that not during davening, we allow that uh, to be brought in. But if you're only here for a short duration, you start schmoozing about business, that's not the heter, because you're not a masmid here 10 hours a day, you're a masmid catching whatever you can. Then go out and come back in. It's still a shul, it's not just a best magician. So you have to know how far the cool is, but the awe, as Michael suggesting, the awe is not there, because it's not just a shul, we do other things here. It's also built out tonight, other things. So that's a possibility, the only reason why we'd expect more is he's the one who thought of the campaign and pushed it through, with the Oyad, of course, to fix it all up. He had a great love for the Makkah and Mikdash. He's the one who put it all together. And now we, there's, there's uh, now a puddle of blood and it's not going anywhere. And I'm sure they tried to clean up. These are, this is an ongoing nace. You want to see, talk about the 10 Nisim in the base of Mikdash. You can go see the Mishnah describes. You can go see the no flies, and the pillar of smoke. Here, unfortunately, for the rest of the Zman, till the Hurban, you can go in and see a puddle of blood. And they tried mopping, sweeping, everything. They, they couldn't get rid of it. I'm sure they tried. 
They had squeegee in the basement every day. You stopped up the pipes. Tom and Amidus describes them. The water overflowing. You did squeegee. This wouldn't go away. They're nice nickel. And it tossed you. You'd think it would be jarring, but the, the Horbin's still going to happen. And nobody did enough chuva afterwards to undo it, even though they saw this every day. Let's just finish the Pasuk. Pasuk of Gimel, Vahil, Tkufas. You know what? We're not going to finish this now anyway. I don't want to run through it. Okay, we're up to Pasuk of Gimel. I want to go to the Pelayez. We'll finish up the Divayam next week, and then we will get to the long awaited uh, insights into Yayash. Uh, next week, actually, uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm scheduled not to be here. If there's no simcha in between, I won't be here. So just uh, check whether I'm here on Shabbos. Or if you're coming from afar, check whether I'm, uh, the email says I'll be here. Um, if not, we will continue the week after. Uh, it's Mount Kriyashim. If you didn't say it, open up your Pelayets. Uh, when you see on, on a Pusik that every, uh, the Radak and everybody's quoting it, then often I quote it outside, but when it's like 20 psukim, we're going to be missing if we don't see it inside. That's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. But there, there are certain things. I mean, it would be nice to do the Yam at some point straight, but at least in, in tandem with the story and the uh, 80% of what's here is there, you have to figure out why they're adding this detail over there, this detail over here. Back to the Peliyayets in the second part of the Sefer, page Kuf Zion. We were on Sanegaria, which we're trying to balance out in Navi. Notice how I'm always putting a silver lining. I'm doing that because whatever we say about Klai Yisrael, I'll say this and I'll say this again a few times, whatever you see in Malachim Beis for the next uh, year or so, understand the Klai Yisrael was on a far, far higher madrega than the Umas Elam surrounding them. Whatever you say about the Avodah murders, this was one murder, the blood boiled for the next um, uh, number of decades till the Horbin. Unfortunately, by the surrounding nations, this was Meissen Bechalyan. It was like after breakfast. There was a, there was a murder, a coup a day and a murder a day. And a, so, Klai Yisrael, just Lamed Sanigaria, as we're discussing in this entry, uh, there was a difference of day and night. I will document that, by the way, because what I didn't clue you in about yet is there are contemporary Naveen some of the most famous ones who were operating in the SS Shvatim, not in Yehuda, Hoshea, and all the famous Nevi'im. You look at their Haftaris, you look at the Nevi'im. They're talking about very lofty concepts. And if you want to say that Klai saw a bunch of Avdev Azar murderers and thugs, like, what are you talking about? Asu Chesed Lishma, and understand what you're here for. Like, well, who are you talking to? So if you look at the other Nevi'im, here he blasted them because he, he was there and he's trying to get them off this, uh, this path downhill. But um, the silver lining you have to keep in mind as well is the Klai Yisrael, even at the Chorban, up until including the Chorban, they were far, far higher Madre than anybody else around. And which is why we're still here. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, the Navi talks about the people in Yehuda. You know, talk about them around, around the three weeks. We learn a lot about this and the people being murdered. They're murdering Almanas. All the Mepharshim say they weren't murdering Almanas. They weren't giving them enough stucco. There were some murders going on, but it's not, not like what was going on by their neighbors. That's an important thing to keep in mind as well. That's my Limas Chus. With that, let's go to page Kufches, second paragraph. He's going to say something very fascinating now. For the businessmen in the room, doctors and lawyers, or anybody that has any shaykhs to money, a few people told me they, they're sick of money. Two and the eight Saharas are going back to the barter system. Well, you could cheat somebody and get into a fight about barter also. So it's not going to help you much. And uh, Chaznish, Chaznish said that money is important for a halachic system. There are certain halachas that depend on actual real coins. So... Um, I'm preparing you for what he's about to say. Yedua Maimer Hatano. 
Ha'isa, Avera, Achas, Kenla, Kateger, Echad. person does an Avera, Le'elenu. He has now the residual Kitrug of the Avera. As we just mentioned by murder, but even by other Averas. Ha'isa, Mitzvah, Achas, Kenla, Saneger, Echad. Besides the Schar and the Enish, you have a Saneger on the positive side and a Kateger on the negative side. That's the good news. Point in life is to st- try to stay clear of Averis and also stay clear of the collateral damage of having the Makachikim. <coughs> and to increase the supporting Malachim and supporting Shusim, which means don't give up on any small mitzvah, because besides every mitzvah is valuable, there's no small and big. Everything is valuable, but each time you do it, you're adding protection to yourself. More mitzvahs you do, the more siyat you have to do more mitzvah. Big concept. And when you have the ketrugim, especially in the same category, you can't flip that over into a sanegar. It's very fascinating. Uh, for those whose sons are in eighth grade, if you're learning a kedushin, so I was trying to explain to my son, they're using, this is one of the only gemaras in Shas, you have a lot in Kachim with the kind Gadol, with the gold, with the, with the par, with the Chet Egel, you have a lot in Kachim, Halachas. You don't expect to find it in Kinyanim, in Kedushin. Kedushin starts talking about having to learn Kinyan Kesef. You can use Kinyan Kesef to get married. Why can't you use Kinyan Kesef to get divorced? Why only a star? So the Gemara, believe it or not, introduces, wow, that, that couldn't be. Ain't Saneger and Asakateger. Use money to get married? You can use it to get divorced? Fascinating. They're using this to talk about Kinyanim. Fascinating idea. Yes. Tshuva me'ava. That's a difficult, uh, it's doable. Most tshuva, I don't want to say halavai, we should do. Tshuva can neutralize it, can erase it, and the highest level tshuva me'ava can turn it into a, a mitzvah. But that's, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but that's difficult. Uh, halavai, our tshuva, we should get rid of everything and at least start off at par. But yeah, it is possible. Uh, but his concern, you'll see, was about the raise now. Be especially careful. Most mitzvahs, many mitzvahs, cost money. Not all of them. Keep it of aim doesn't cost money, by the way. We pass Kamishalavalamishobet. But there are many mitzvahs, uh, Tfilin and Lulav and Esrig and Ksiva Sefatera. Make sure you use clean money. Meaning, um, I should be established with it, but it should be on firm, firm ground, and the stucco shouldn't be stolen money or shady money. Ach betanai, what's the stucco tichaneni? Ach betanai, rachaki meoshek. I should stay away from oshek. Oshek is interesting. It didn't say gezel. I was going to uh, steal the favorish. Oshek is when you're not stealing, you're just not paying the guy. You know, come back tomorrow, manana, manana. It's, um, you know, nobody does any Spanish. That word everybody learned when it comes to paying people. So, you pay your bills on time, and um, I was once in somebody's office, I'll never forget this, this is years ago, so you'll say this conversation wouldn't take place today, the, um, the accountant in the office, the guy, uh, accounts payable, uh, yelled out to the boss, I have to be talking to the boss, he yelled out in the back room, should I, should I pay this now? It's getting kind of stale. Boss turns to him and says, what day are we holding? The accounts payable said 33. He yelled back, I'll leave out some of the... Uh, <laughs> He said, 33, ask me in 60 days. What kind of ridiculous question is that? I was like, young. I said, 33, isn't that like three days over 30? What were the terms? 
So he looked at me like I had four heads. He said, the terms of 30, nobody pays at 30. Like, what's the Havamina? It's ridiculous. Like he told me, the accounts payable guy must have been new also. I remember the conversation. I, now, they'll tell you, industries today, like you don't even ask before 90, and some industries 180, but that, that's a sad commentary. So I asked the boss at the time, you know, usually if I'm in somebody's office or something, I am usually have a shaykh as the guy ready. I said, you have the money? He said, what does that have to do with anything? I knew he had the money. I said, you have a cash flow issue? He said, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, you have no cash flow issue. I said, why not pay the guy? He said, better sit in my account than his account. Interest rates were not that high then either. He's making a 0.01%. So I said, what's the plan? He says, usually the way it works is the guy starts calling and harassing and calling and harassing. I tell him tomorrow, 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 and then around 60, I think about it. For what? To make his 0.001%? What for? Like, why? It's so entrenched. Why? Like, just stomp to happen. The guy gets annoyed, and he has to scream and yell. And then I, I, I'm used to this already. The guy at the other side said... I called the first time at day 33. I'm screaming and yelling. I said, why are you screaming and yelling? He said, if I don't start screaming and yelling out, I'll get paid at 90. What kind of system is that? Everybody's got to scream and yell. And Why? Big what for? Have, Rabbi, what? Have, yeah. More. Right. Okay. Okay. But that's just... So, so everybody's kicking, so kicking the ball further down. You know what I'm saying? But it's the midas. It's not the... So you want to say, so make the new 3090. I have no problem. Just, just say what you're going to do. Why? Everybody's in the defense. The guy starts calling, screaming, yelling already. So everybody's hot under the collar. Why? So that doesn't, that doesn't do anything for anybody's midas. Why, is that, why do you have to have an environment where they're to get paid, they got to scream and yell? What for? It just is not good for your midas. That's all. It's not... Uh, and when you pay workers, the same thing. So I got to pay... Corporations pay workers on time. They're getting paid every two weeks. The check's paid on time. But they do that with the workers also. Payroll is the only thing that goes on time. Okay, so Baruch Hashem, there's, uh, there's something left. Uh, let's just finish the last sentence. We're going to talk about this next week. He says, it's an if you're using the money that you got by Ishik and now using it to buy a Lulav that's not good for anybody. And we'll continue with this theme of Mitzvah Hashem next week or in two weeks. I just try to do it once.